This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hills in Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. First Chronicles 29 from verse 11. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power, and the glory and the victory, and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all, and in thy hand is power and might, and in thy hand it is to make great, and to give strength unto all. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. We're talking about good success. Good success. When I heard the word good success, it will call our attention to something that not all successes are good. And that tells you something straight. If you are going to envy anyone at all, you need to be careful of who you envy. The person might be successful, but it might not be a good success. Discover from the study of the Bible that not every good gift, as it were, does not only come from God. There are times they will give things and they look good. The scripture says every good and perfect gift, because not every good gift is perfect. Every good and perfect gift is from above, from the Father of light, with whom there is no variableness, nor shadows of turning. When you look at the passage we read, 1 Chronicles 29, 11 to 12, everything and anything that you would love to call good success is embodied in that, in that passage. And interestingly, the Bible says it is in the hand of someone, the hand of God. He spoke about power, he spoke about glory, he spoke about victory, he spoke about majesty, and he spoke about riches and honor. He said the power and the might, everything is in his hand. And not only that, he said there is also something in his hand, which we are looking at this morning, he said, it is also in his hand the power to make anyone great. Whoever will give you something, the elder says that you should look at the fellow. Only a great God can make someone great. The Bible tells us, it says that God is great and is greatly to be praised. Because he is great, anyone that he has chosen or anyone who had come to approach him, he has what it takes to give them good success. I believe 
for the purpose of our study here this morning, I would want to put the word good success and equate it with greatness. Here this child of God, there's a difference between bigness and greatness. Anyone who is big wants to reflect it through his possessions. Anyone who is great will reflect it through his life. When you look at some words that we use interchangeably, some of them, the difference between those words are quite wide. Another one is riches and blessing. A number of times when one is rich, it doesn't immediately mean that the fellow is blessed. The Bible never says that riches make anyone blessed. What it says is that blessing makes someone rich. It is the blessings of the Lord that make it rich. The greatness of our God cannot be overemphasized. You want to talk about the length, the breadth, the height, the depth of his wisdom, of his might, of his resources, even in his faithfulness and mercy. God is great in all things. No wonder the scripture says it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the almighty God. Very fearful. Every human being also desires a good success or has the desire to be great. And I see it where it's not something strange when you ask God for what is good because he gives them, the Bible says he gives it in a way that is beyond measure. I read a translation, it says, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask from the Lord. Who gives unto all men as they required, and he will not ask you, what did you do with the one I gave to you yesterday? So he has it in abundance. And that is the Lord that I'm talking about this morning. God has desire for all his children to be great. Why? So that it can be like father, like children. But to connect with greatness, to connect with good success, there is something that I want to open our eyes to this morning to let us know that good success is more spiritual than we would think is just material. It's something more spiritual. Let a life be blessed. Even if he relocates to where everything is not functioning, he still would have a room. But let a life be cursed. Bring the person into abundance. Everything we grant to a halt. Everything we grant to a halt. When you look at the Bible, you can't talk about good success or talk about God's greatness, and you will not want to make reference to some people in the Bible. And I will look at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Why? 
Because God was introducing himself to Moses. And he said to him, I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. I am the God of Jacob. In another word, you want to see what I can do with your life? Go and see what I have done with those lives. No one can said to be blessed. No one can said to be to have good success until you have a blessing. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 25, when you read from verse 5 to 11, Genesis 25 from verse 5 to 11, it says, Abraham gave all that he had unto Isaac, but unto the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts and sent them away from, it, from Isaac, his son, while he yet lived eastward unto the east country. Abraham was so rich that generations after him, they covet that good success and that blessing that is upon his life. The Bible made us to understand that Abraham had sons. I've been tempted to always ask that question. How many children do you know that Abraham had? Abraham didn't have one. Neither did he have two. The Bible tells us that Abraham had eight sons. Abraham had eight sons. When you read that passage that I've just read now, Genesis 25, you read it further, you know, he mentioned the name of the other six. And watch me very closely, a key is about to be delivered into your hand. The Lord showed me this morning, somebody in this service, there was a very dark cloud over your abode. Very dark. But ask me to give you this assurance. By the time you leave this place today, the cloud would have disappeared. He had eight sons, and the Bible made us to understand that Abraham had a son from Sarah. He had a son from Agar, and he had six from a woman called Keturah. The names of those six are so fantastic. I can't memorize them, but you can get them from the Bible. Now, watch this. Abraham was about to go. And Abraham called all his sons. We're talking about good success. And Abraham said to them, Guys, I'm about to leave and I want to pass something down unto you. The Bible says, Abraham gave all that he had unto Isaac. But unto the children of concubines, he gave gifts. A number of times, many have had to read the scripture and they have been confused. How can the scripture says he gave all? Then 
He gave something again to the six. All means what? All means all. So if he had given all, what again, you know, had he to give to others? Abraham called the eight of them. Starting from Ishmael and the last fellow, you know, on the line. And hear this. Abraham must have spoken to all of them one after the other. Ishmael, I'm about to go. What do you want? Ishmael asked for some things. And Abraham said, you have it. He went to the second one, you have it. He went to the third one, you have it. When he got to, you know, to Isaac, he said, hold on. He jumped Isaac and he went to another one, asked them one after the other. The one who would ask for his vehicles, the one who would ask for all the cattle, the one who would ask for all the landed properties, the one who would ask for all the business empire. He gave all of them everything they asked for. And he turned to Isaac. Isaac, be on your knees. And he laid hands upon him. Oh Lord of Abraham. Everything that made Abraham, Abraham, let it enter into the life of this boy. Every other person got what the Bible called gifts. It was there and then that I discovered that if you get something as a pass down from your parent, it's just a gift. So why do people fight over inheritance? Some people are still planning the day they will go back to the village and go and show everybody. That land, my father left it there for me. At times when I hear, you know, some, watch some programs on the TV and people are complaining, I look at the age of the person complaining and I, ask, I wish to ask the fellow, how young or how old was your father when he acquired that property? That you are standing at that age to fight for. Let all that makes me, me, get into this boy. And all of them got up. The one who got all the camels thought he had gotten something. The one who got all the landed property thought he had gotten something. The difference between what Isaac got and what the rest got is the difference between success and good success. They all got something. The Bible called theirs gifts. But Isaac got the spirit. The spirit. He had a pass down of the covenant. The covenant that was working that made Abraham who he was, he passed it over to Isaac. Sir, do you know that Lexus 2018 is outdated? If you buy the one of 2019 before this year goes out, it's outdated. At times, it's a curse to tell some of us that you will wear your parents' dress. I'm sorry to say because some can't fit. Even if it fits, the fabric 
used to tell my children, I said, my house will look like a kitchen when you grow up. But there is something that I can pass down. Faith is the, the currency that has the same value all over the world. Whether you use it in Australia or you use it in Africa. It's the only currency that has the same value. So he passed it over to him. And before you know it, they all went on their ways. I know someone will say, Pastor, maybe that was a coincidence. What, how can you establish that it is good success is more spiritual than it is physically? The time came when Isaac was to die. In fact, that's one of the most amazing stories I've seen in the Bible. The issue between Isaac, Esau, and Jacob. Isaac woke up one day and he said to Esau, he said, boy, go and get me bushmeat. I want to eat so that my soul and bless you. My what? My soul. Sir, there are three degrees of blessing. Blessing of the hand, blessing of the mouth, and blessing of the soul. Not everybody you give something to, you like. Not everybody, you know, you say something to, that your soul followed what you have said. But the blessing of the soul even when it wasn't pronounced, there is something that carries it from the heart of the person that is saying it. Have you ever done something for your aged parents before and they look at you and say, ah, my son, you did this for me. Ah, sir, each ha, ha, you are hearing them saying, something is falling. As I say in ha, ha, because you have met something in the heart. Of the one that is releasing it. The blessings of the soul. Is irrevocable. Is irreversible. It's a blessing. That stays. But I saw something challenging with that blessing. At times it is tied. With what you do. How would a father. Planning to die. And he said to his son, get me something to eat so that I can bless you. Why would my father need to eat something to bless me? He's my father. I don't know if someone is still here with me. If you come in a sunny afternoon, and you come to my place, and I say, oh, bro, I could see that you are really famished. I said, okay, can you take this, you know, bottle of drink? Imagine how you go up it. Oh, you look really thirsty. Take another one. You might take 30 minutes to finish the other one. That's diminishing returns. You have that thirst had been met by that first bottle that you do. No wonder when Esau came back and he said, Papa, this is food. Bless me also. He said, Blessing has finished. He said, because that blessing is propelled by something. In another word, I'm full. God have mercy. When Jacob came, 
You know the story. Don't, don't let me go to, to those details. One of the greatest things I learned from that place was that Isaac asked for food from his son because he told him that let me bless you before I die. Sir, 20 years after, Isaac was still alive. 20, because when Jacob returned with his family, he still met his father before his father died. I asked God once, why did he feel he was going to die? God said, no, he wasn't dying. It was Jacob's blessing that matured. So the father had to feel anyhow. Somebody is going to feel anyhow this week so that they can release blessings upon your life. And imagine the blessing he got. When his father, when he came and his father was ready to bless him, he asked him to kneel down. He summoned the heavens. He said, oh God of Abraham. And he showered that spiritual line of blessing, of greatness, of good success upon the head of Jacob. I know some of you read the Bible more than I do. When Jacob escaped from his father's house, how many furniture did he carry? Cars? Donkeys? The scripture says he left with a bag, a sack, rock sack, and uh, a staff in his hand. But when he returned 20 years after, he had been expanded on every side. Why? Because the spirit of blessing followed him anywhere he went. He got into the house of Laban and somehow things began to work there. Why? Because the spirit of good success was upon him. Very likely someone will still say too is a coincidence. Okay. Jacob was about to die. He called his sons. You remember the story of Bro Ruben? He called Reuben. Reuben, you are my first son. I could imagine how you raised his shoulders. That's me, Papa. Excellency of my strength. He said, that's me. Boys, can you hear? He said, but you will not excel. I don't know why. It has been an age-long tradition and it still works up until now. Anyone at the verge of dying, everyone always believes that there is something supernatural about their words. Maybe because they are one leg here, one leg there. So he said, you will not excel. Why? He said, because you went in into my wife, the youngest wife. Sir, that God is quiet over a matter doesn't mean he escapes his eyes. A number of times there is more danger when he is quiet. Because when you walk with a boss that will not talk, and he could see all what you are doing. Of course, you know the portion. But where was I going? The Bible says he released blessing upon them. He blessed, you know, Joseph. 
But because of the way Joseph had met, you know, some needs in his heart, he passed down that generational blessing of good success unto his son. He said, call me your sons. The two sons came. The elder, he positioned the elder by the right hand. He positioned the younger by the left, expecting them to get that commensurate release. But Jacob, who was old and blind, crossed his hand. The boy went there and he said, sir, you are doing something wrong. You are putting your right hand upon the younger. He said, don't worry. I know what I'm doing. If we keep passing down the blessing to only the first burns, what will happen to all the remaining burns? What would have been the position of the last bonds? How many last bonds are in the house? God bless you. I am one of your kind. <laughs> if God had reserved only the blessing for the first verse, what would happen to us? And there are still people who are no born. If you don't understand that, I, I will tell you after the service. No born. Somehow, not legitimate father or not legitimate mother, but every child is legitimate before the law. The parents might be the one who committed the offense. The Bible says he crossed his hand and he was trying to pass a message down to this generation. Instead of this blessing to be moving from one firstborn to the other, I would rather deposit it on the cross. So that after now, whether you are the first, the last, or no born, you can approach the cross. Right those years, he deposited the blessings on the cross. Are we not excited that Jesus had paid for all? Glory be to God. How do I contact the spirit of good success? Number one, let there be absolute obedience. Absolute obedience. Obedience to father's instruction is the first step to greatness in life. Spiritual fathers. And you are blessed when your earthly father is also a spiritual father. He says, honor thy father. Honor is the word of God. Obedience has moved people from zero to hero. When you check the Bible, everyone that had made a significant mark, they were moved by obedience. I imagine one day, the mother of, uh, you know, Rebecca got to the kitchen and there was no water to cook. And she said, daughter... Can you go to the well and get me some water? I thank God that she was not a 21st century lady. He would have told mom, I said, mom, water? I should carry this picture on my head. When all the boys will be passing by. She took the picture, went to the place, 
And that the servant of Abraham was coming and he said, Oh Lord, let it be that the lady you have chosen for my master's son, when I ask for water, she will go extra mile and fetch. She's not a Lagos girl. You, you have done bad by asking for water. More bad when you say she should fetch. Fetch from the well. If she had refused to do that good, she would still be single by today. Or you want to talk about Joseph. The father said, go and look after the welfare of your brothers. That was the last time he stepped to his father's house. Or David, that the father said, your brothers are at the front. I mean, war front. He said, go there. That was how he met Goliath. And hear this, you might not have been getting, you know, giant blessings if you have not been confronting giant challenges. When Abraham moved from half obedience to unquestionable obedience, he became the father of faith. Obedience to father's instruction is the first step to greatness. Number two. You want to have good success? There must be sacrificial living. There must be sacrificial living. You must ask yourself at every point in time, what do I live for? And what can I die for? Because until a man is ready to die for a curse in his life, he has not started living. Ask yourself that question. Oftentimes, people have always congratulated Abraham for being willing to sacrifice his son. But do you know double congratulations for the son who was willing to be sacrificed? No wonder God added unto Abraham, but God multiplied Isaac. How do you think a 114-year-old man would have handled a 14-year-old boy? On the mountain. All you to take is just a push. But the boy should shout kidnapper. <laughs> and people will come and help him out. But he said, Father, I could see the wood. I can see the fuel. I can see the knife. Where is the lamb? The father said, the Lord will provide. The boy must have said, amen. The next he said, bring your hand. You don't try that in this generation. Your life will not remain the same. He said, bring your hand. And the boy cooperated. And heaven first thought that Abraham was just playing until he raised the knife and God had to shout, Abraham. He said, now I know. Sir, Abraham and God started a relationship when he was 75. God said, now I know when he was 113 or 14. So what has happened? Hear this. Your long years in Christianity does not translate to relationship with God. It's sad that it is possible to walk from church. At times you can walk to hell. He 
said, now I know. He said, Abraham, in blessing, I will bless you. But in multiplication, I will multiply your, this boy. And do you know, Abraham taught God a lesson. When it was time to release Jesus to be crucified, God said to himself, if Abraham could drop his own son, so I should keep mine. He looked away from Jesus on the cross. Jesus shouted and said, my father, my father, why art thou forsaken me? He stopped Abraham from doing it, but he did it himself. We must live a sacrificial life. The third one, which is the last. Oh, God have mercy. If you want to enjoy, experience the good success, you must hold wisdom very high. Old wisdom very high. I've seen a generation that equated wisdom and knowledge to be the same thing. They are not. Somebody asks, what's the difference between wisdom and knowledge? Very simple. It's a professor of English that is smoking. That's the difference. Because written on the, on the packet says smokers are liable to die young. He studied English. He's a professor. He read it. But he couldn't apply it. Knowledge talks about what to do. And wisdom talks about how to do it. No wonder the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. So anyone who doesn't have wisdom means he didn't go to school. Because he doesn't know his principle. He stands people out every point in time and gives them good success. And is the difference between who God is and who man is. By the little study I've done, I discovered that man has power and God has power. Let me tell you, some men have power. Oh, take it or leave it. They can close their eyes and somebody will be covered up. Man has wisdom. God has wisdom. But the difference between who God is and who man is, is that a man's power controls his wisdom. God's wisdom controls his power. Have you wondered a number of your enemy you have asked God to kill and they didn't die? Some of them bought a new car. And you said, oh Lord, but I told you to kill that. God is not hired as I said. You expected God to handle the issue with power. God says, no, I'm going to handle it with wisdom. Because at times, your celebration is not complete until somebody who hates you is around. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies, but you have anointed my head with oil. So they can't do anything. My time is up. I close with this story. 
Years ago, a father in the Lord, the general overseer, went to Kenneth Hagin Cup meeting. Himself and some brethren from Africa. And they saw how mightily God's power was demonstrated. And he said, I'd like to meet with this preacher. And some of them said, all right, we, we will also go with you. They came to the lobby, asked to see it. The African delegates wants to meet with Kennedy again, and when he was ready, they moved all of them here. And he said, the man asked them, one after the other, sir, what do you want? Somebody said, sir, your books are so anointed. I want to be the major distributor in my country. He said, see my secretary. What about you? Your tapes. Powerful. People listen to them. They are blessed. I want to be the major distributor. He said, see my secretary. What about you? That one spoke about the magazines. Your magazines. I would like to be the distributor. He said, see my secretary. When he faced our father in the Lord, he said, what about you? Daddy said, sir, everything that makes Kenneth Egan who he is, I want it upon my life. He said, you stay. I will attend to you myself. Every other person went out to meet the secretary. And the man of God said, kneel down. And daddy said, when he laid his two hands, that was the last he could remember. The power of God entered into him. And he fell flat under the anointing. Today, I believe Pastor E. Adeboye doesn't need introduction. I don't know if you know the one who is distributing the books. Or the one who is distributing the tapes. There is a difference between success and good success. Rise to your feet. And lift up your hands before the Lord and ask. Lord, I ask for good success today. Every ingredient of greatness missing in my life. Father, please help me to gather them. Can you lift up your voice and talk to the Lord Almighty? Every ingredient, Lord, of greatness, of good success that is missing in my life. Talk to the Lord Almighty. Talk to the Lord Almighty. Talk to the Lord Almighty that he will help you to gather them. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Thank you.